is that conservative too or something? I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's, you, it's hard to hide the story and stuff now because yeah. now it's just like, yeah, this is becoming normal because I don't want it to be, I want that. I want black people to feel safe to be able to do that sort of stuff. I don't want a Philandro Castile to happen. I don't want them to feel right, like they're right. target. Um, and, and that sort of stuff. And also sometimes it's also just, um, and we all have our, we all have our biases and everything, but it should be normal for, you know, to do that, to shoot and have, that source because it's a human right ultimately so we are here with brandon antone from black atx tactical uh and you and i have been friends for a bit or at least internet friends for a bit mm -hmm. on uh, on Instagram, we've had some really good conversations. So I'm glad you're finally here, and we're actually able to capture you for a few hours to talk about the things that you do and why you do it. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, definitely appreciate it, man. It's just something that you know I think it's important to talk about, and kind of yeah. Sorry, it's been too long to you know to get on here, but yeah, definitely interested. So no, no, glad uh, we're glad you're here, regardless, and uh, mm. Super excited. Andrew is running a little late. He's doing things with his child right now, which we all know comes first. Um, if anyone's listened to this podcast before, we know that uh, that the, the babies are the priorities. But um, anyway, we uh, he'll join us in a little bit. Mm. Um, do you want to start by telling us what Black ATX Tactical is and yeah. go from there? Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, I'm not a Austin resident. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not an Austin native. There's a lot of transplants that come here. I've been in Texas about 11 years, Austin about five. But during the during the pandemic, and obviously during, uh, we've seen a lot of shift in political ideology. We've seen that during the Trump era. So I noticed that uh, I, I try to stay on the pulse of the black community here. And during the pandemic, everyone's inside, um, you know, lockdowns, a lot of people are on Facebook, consuming social media. So I've noticed when I'm in these black Austin groups that a lot of people, you know, a lot of black people are asking more, you know, asking about firearms, asking about guns. And my own personal journey is, you know, I didn't, I, I knew they were around. I knew to respect firearms, but I didn't start shooting probably about seven or eight years ago. But I saw, I saw, a, I saw a need and, you know, I saw these conversations keep coming. So what I did eventually is just make a Facebook group, Black ATX Tactical, and people just start coming more and more in it, asking more questions, asking how do I get how do I get my license or what's what's certain things that I need to do for you know what type of training, what type of gun should I get? And those those are not one size that fit all questions. So it just eventually grew. And I think uh especially during the Trump era, a lot of people uh we see the statistics, a lot of the surge of black gun ownership uh happening. So that sort of happened. So I eventually, you know, just kind of had more people come and uh, ask people in the community, uh, you know, about this sort of stuff. I start hosting events. Uh, there's also, you know, a couple times last year I've had a local county, like Travis County, Williamson County is the na the neighboring uh, county of Austin. And, you know, had EMS come out, do a little medical training, had people. And then, then also Black ATX Tactical uh, kind of served as an ecosystem to make aware of people that, uh, of like, Black instructors, fire ins firearm instructors, um, people, you know, black owned businesses that are into, into firearms. And I think part of it is also the fact that some people, especially, like I said, during this political and racial division we're having, there, some people that are new to firearms 
they don't feel included in, or perceive their their representative included in term in what gun ownership is because historically we think of it's just white right uh, right wingers that have firearms or stockpile all these weapons but it's a really diverse you know group of people so even within the black community so that's kind of what i did to facilitate it and it's been kind of it's been kind of a journey so it's been kind of good people you don't not everyone agrees with parts of you know what you're trying to do some people want to do kind of more uh you know like we need to arm up and do a sort of stuff we need to be in tacky or some people just want to learn hey i just want to you know protect my home and my kids i just want to learn so it's it that's kind of what happened with it so i think it's been trying to fill a gap in a need that's needed in the community and represented not and austin's honestly black culture as a collective there's been a lot of history of like redlining and gentrification here but the fact that oh, there's yeah. new austinites and this the like the transplants and the older people you know people are natives they don't really meshes meshes much so it's like you're kind of rebuilding we're kind of building the black community as it's going so because it's like you know it's a it's, the city's growing so yeah yeah well, that's mm-hmm. awesome, man. And, and yeah. like you said, there's not really a um, uh, like a like a one size fits all answer to a lot of the questions that are out there. <laughs> Even something as simple as what kind of gun should I get, and and you know where mm-hmm. should I start. But like you said, um, there are there are people who think that you guys should be in tactical gear and you know marching down the streets twenty four seven. And there are some people who just want to learn how to shoot. And either mm-hmm. way, when you've got a large influx of black gun owners like we we had over the last couple of years. And this vacuum in the gun community where and because there's not to say that there aren't instructors out there but there aren't a lot of instructors out there that a lot of these groups of people identify with and and can share like cultural similarities and and like just people in austin austin's a liberal area so there probably aren't you know compared to the rest of texas yeah probably aren't a lot of gun uh firearms instructors around that area anyway so when you've got uh when you're wearing two of those hats when you know you're a black guy kind of coming into the scene and and filling the shoes of that somebody's looking for um who might not be comfortable going to like a white conservative firearms instructor like you were saying right um i'm sorry you just levitated on camera right there i I apologize no that's cool that's cool um and and you're also a just a gun instructor in the Austin area so you're you're able to kind of like fill those needs that this Mm. this uh large influx of gun owners kind of created with the vacuum that was left over from from like the gun culture before this if you want to call it that yeah Um, so that's really cool man that's that's awesome Um, so I'll clarify one thing I'm I'm not an instructor um you know I have a regular I'm a I have a nine-to-five job but I'm I'm just I try to advocate for us, that sort of stuff. It's just, hey, I'm the type of person that basically, if there is, if I have information, um, being technology, being, you know, if you heard that old axiom in the hacker culture, information wants to be free. I firmly believe that. If I have information, I'm not going to hoard it from anyone. I want everyone to have that that information. So I'm, I just try to share it and advocate. The instructor that I got my uh, my gun ownership, I mean my license in 2017, Michael Cargill. He's he's done. Uh, he has a local radio show, Come and Talk. He's been on national news, but he is he is he's black. He's a veteran. He's independent and he's gay. Like people that it's just not wow. one side. So I mean, yeah, he's just yeah yeah. You know, I'll I'll, I'll see him um, advocating gun ownership on his show, and then like he's at the you know Pride Austin. So. It's just people wouldn't expect that. People have an idea of what a gun owner looks like and that sort of stuff. So, um, 
that's just the cool. It's just, I, I, my thing is the more images, um, just like with anything with media, media is a tool. So, and it can basically, um, basically tell the narrative of what, of what we see in the world. So right now we see negative images of gun ownership. We've seen that since the nineties and, and everything. And we see with other issues, the gun community. But I think if you tell the history of gun ownership and you tell, if you show positive images of that, um, the story is normalized. If you're going to tell the bad side, tell the, tell other stories about that. Tell how a, a woman is empowered by owning a gun to help uh, protect her home or something. Tell that story as well. Don't just tell one side. So that's kind of what I try to advocate. Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm. And that's, that's, I've seen a lot of that um, coming out of all this. There's, and I'm going to kick myself for not remembering his name now, but there's a photographer whose work I've seen in articles. Uh, Christian Lee? Times. Yes. Who, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Who, who takes pictures of black gun owners and, but portrays them in, I would say, the same light that white gun owners have been portrayed in historically speaking because typically speaking you know like like you said you hear all these negative connotations uh attached to gun ownership and um i mean for as long as i've remembered you know growing up in connecticut and like white suburban connecticut Mm -hmm. black gun ownership isn't something really that we talked about unless it was being talked about in like the illegal sense and Mm -hmm. it's a shame because that you know like like you know you say something long enough and that's what people believe and it's been like that for, I mean, longer than decades, really. So yeah. you have people coming out of the woodwork and doing work like that and, and showing black gun owners in a positive light. I think it really does a lot to help um, correct the the narrative because it's 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 so it's so uh, inconsistent with what what is actually um, there. It's not representative of it. So yeah. uh, even even you being a voice in the community is is really cool, man. That's that's um it's definitely something that we need and that's that's why we're we're excited to have you around yeah no i think Um, it's just it's just part of the bigger collective of just like what's saying you know like you see other people uh during the stop asian hate thing you know i would go to kind of outside of you know north texas uh well north austin liberty hill and i would see a asian church they would be training you know that's i'm like yes keep doing that i'm like yeah keep doing that so you know and it was a lot of like 50 people um community and then you see other groups uh you know girl in the gun you know i know some of the the yep. founders of that uh and you just kind of meet these people in that journey uh and kind of casual, you know people and the thing is me i don't necessarily identify with uh the the, the this hard this this fireman's like the kalaya noirs or the uh or, or like the warrior Poor society i like what they're doing but i'm just a regular i work you know i'm a I'm an engineer. <laughs> I work on, I'm just a normal guy. I want to protect, yeah. but I, I ha, I'm fascinated because I like with guns. I like the engineering, I like the craftsmanship. I love the notion of defending yourself. You know, before the start, the start it, we were talking about, yeah, I just did some sparring with a buddy, you know, fire, you know, like, you know, martial arts. So I like that. Um, but that's just, uh, I'm not a ammo sexual in that sense. I'm not, that doesn't define <laughs> who I am. I have other things, other interests. So yeah, showing that, showing normalize that you don't have to be, you know, you can be a banker or you can just you be, like guns, but you're not a gun guy kind of thing. Right. Yeah. That's not your personality. That's not my personality. Yeah. So it's just something that I'm, you know, that's the thing you got, you have to show that because, you know, people have one idea of what a gun owner is. Um, I know people that are women. I know people that, you know, have bands here in Austin that are so yeah, I own a gun. I want to protect my, my home, you know? So <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's different. So yeah. 
Well, and that's really the the whole thing is that I think people for for a long time, especially on the left, have been conditioned to believe that like, oh, if you have a gun, you're a gun guy, you're a gun nut, right? You know, like that is your personality. Instead of being uh, like any other hobby or any other belief, you know, an individual who just happens to have that as well, um, you know, because like we're no stranger to guns have no political boundaries, guns have no ideological boundaries. There are there are priests there are rabbis there there i follow this guy on on instagram the pew pew jew uh he's like an orthodox yeah. jewish person uh who carries a gun and and um plenty of women plenty of people you know all across the religious spectrum and and you know without religion and it's uh i think we're seeing more of that which is cool but um i definitely i know what you're talking about like because i can imagine being somebody like colian noir who who probably has hobbies that don't include guns but nobody ever you know, I, I imagine like sad Colian, mm-hmm. who's like nobody ever wants to know about me. Nobody ever <laughs> wants to know what I do for fun. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, but um, yeah, he's really I, into like cars and fragrances. I think, yeah, fragrances. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I think he. I, like, I could re- not have. I could yeah. not have guessed that. I've met. Speaking definitely. of that, yeah, I met Craig Douglas, and he's kind of like that too. Craig Douglas is. I've done a, you know, Shiv Works class. With yeah, him yeah. Last year, and, and he's just. Like he loves a good whiskey. He loves bespoke suits and dressing up. And but he's a he's a he's a former narcotics guy. He's like brown belt jujitsu. He's a gun guy. Wow. But like I was talking to him, and like I'm like, yeah, I see that you, you know, got these bespoke shoes and nice suits. And but he's really, but he's yeah, he's he's a badass. So like yeah, there's that's not one size fit all. You know, people <laughs> so. are individuals, man. And, yeah, and yeah. I think it's the more people we see with guns the more people are going to realize that that you can be an individual and own a gun that doesn't define you as a person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so what is what would you say is the primary mission of Black ATX Tactical? What what do you what do you, what do you, what would you say is like the meat and potatoes of what you're trying to do? Yeah, I know we kind of went along that but but yeah. um, I know not instructing and stuff but Yeah, basically um I I I just want to be a, like a Build the community, build the 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 uh, black community of, of gun ownership, that sort of stuff. Have the ecosystem because I feel like so. A little history of Austin about with transplants and you know it's a very transient city. People are coming in. Sometimes uh, someone kind of clued me in is just that the some of the older like the natives here feel kind of um, encroached by the, the new people coming in, saying this is not we're not part of this new Austin culture, they feel disconnected. So it's not like, you know, you go to Houston or, or Atlanta or DC, and you have a strong black community, strong black presence. Austin's kind of scattered, I feel, in terms of, you know, people might be doing the same team. They, they might not know, hey, this is here, That's this is there. So at least, you know, even before I before I made the group, I didn't, you know, for example, Aaron Banks of Keep Firing LLC, he's a Navy, I mean, former Army guy, he's a firearm instructor. Uh, I knew of Michael Cargill. I didn't know some of these other people I met in these other personalities that, you know, I, I met seven or eight different instructors. I met um, a guy that has a Elmer Geronimo fire, um, a gun club that he's, you know, he marches in the streets, try to have, av- you know, advocate, you know, certain social justice and volunteer work. So I didn't know these people. These, I didn't know this in Austin. I've been here for five years. I didn't know about this stuff until a couple of years ago. So at least being a resource of, this sort of stuff, have, have events show, build a community organically and also just kind of change that idea narrative of what a gun owner is. And, you know, the more you see it, the more you'll, um, 
change that. And, you know, I've even, I've even done, like I said, uh, local news, uh, talk about what we're trying to do the mission. Uh, cause it might be, some people might not have access to, uh, here's here's the thing in Austin. It's like, they're very, it's a very, uh, large white population here. So as the city is growing, the population, the black population is actually kind of dwindling because it's just black people don't feel like there's a strong black community or there's a place for them. And there's obviously the economic disparity. So yeah. if I'm in a, if I'm in a situation where I'm like the one of the few black people in the room and I talk to a white person and they ask these questions, that might be their only opportunity to actually talk to a black person to actually have the patience. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, it's, that's crazy. It's the crazy, like to have the patience or, you know, the time to talk to them. So at least if I'm talking to people, you know, you know, or news or going on radio or, um, seeing, seeing us at the range, that might be their time to, to see like, Oh, they're not, they're, they're, they're like us. We have, you know, and I will say over the overarching gun community, I think that a lot of us in the gun community are actually trying to strive for inclusivity. I think that we're seeing that yeah. more past few years. So I'm, you know, bravo to that. So, but people outside of the gun community have a notion. So, you know, Austin being very white liberal, a lot of the, the resistance, the most of the resistance I've seen is from, you know, liberal people a lot and saying like, Hey, you know, you don't, you know, you're a gun owner. Like, you know, are you a Trump supporter? Are you this? Yeah. That sort of stuff. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm, I like, I, I'm a, I like guns. I like to protect myself. You know, there's there, they'll, they'll stereotype you, but it's kind of, you see the, the, the brain, the, the gears turning cause they're so confused, yep. <laughs> but yeah, you have well, to explain them. Yeah. If you think about how confusing it's been for us, like people in the gun community trying mm -hmm. to navigate this space, it's probably even more confusing for people who have zero stake in this game and have, mm -hmm. have like no resources to, to, cause I mean, people in general are, are kind of like hive minded for the most part, you know, like mm -hmm. we, we tend to stick as much as we like to say we don't, we tend to stick to people who believe things that we believe. We, we don't like being uncomfortable, like intellectually, um, people who don't do that, you know, are, are usually considered intellectuals because they come out with these ideas that are philosophers, you know, the, the people that come out with ideas that go against the norm and, and against the grain. Right. And, um, so it, it, it really kind of isn't surprising. Um, when you look at how much trouble the gun community has had, has, has, uh, had trying to adapt to the change in gun community. Right. Um, to see how, how out of the loop like anti-gun people are the anti-gun crowd is because you know one of the things that annoys me that i see all the time is like it's always these like white middle class suburban moms that are using these slogans they're like <laughs> if if there's a like after the uh the the pulse nightclub shooting the disarm hate phrase was coined by like mom's demand action and stuff and it was a pride flag and it said like hashtag disarm hate but at the same time that was when i started seeing the uh it was like hashtag shoot back on <laughs> on the same pride flag and the people who are are still i just saw it on on twitter the other day um as people are trying to campaign for votes and stuff like that you know they're saying disarm hate as like they're there as like there are no gay people that are gun owners <laughs> and I yeah. see the same thing with these with these things. You know, they're they're so disconnected, and they're they're so quick to say like this marginalized group needs protection from guns instead of realizing that like so many people of this of, of that particular marginalized group, whether it's black people or or gay people or anyone in the LGBTQ population, 
so many of them are gun owners and advocate against the things that they're trying to to have people vote for. Um, yeah. So it, it is. Have you? It, it it's it's not a surprise to me that you've had that that uh, kind of issue. But mm. um, have you had any experiences with like, uh, like a discrimination or or blatant racism or maybe not overt racism in the gun community or in the anti-gun community? Have you, have you ever had experiences uh, maybe like, that? like I'm trying to think in the gun community so I've shot in Georgia Florida uh, Nevada Texas I haven't had any um, issues with the I mean that I've seen overt or subvert I mean there might there might have been one isolated incident in Georgia but that was like when I was a really new gun owner because it was kind of more of a safety type of thing but I don't Andrew, think yeah. that's a hey, Andrew but I don't think it was but funny Andrew. my friend hey how you doing Andrew but the friend the friend that got me into more into guns um in San Antonio, he was just a, you would think he was just like this white redneck kid from, from Texas that, you know, didn't know much about the world around him, but he just, he was the hey, guy that's like that, me. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was just like, Hey, why don't you own a gun, man? And he kind of got piqued my interest in the guns, even though I have family in law enforcement and military, but he was actually took the patience, took the time to actually take me to the range, him and his father and get me through some stuff, you know, get me through some uh, firearms. So yeah. But that's in terms awesome. of, um, in terms of like, Right. Like there's this thing I, I have this issue with, uh, you know, I have to be tactful, but I think sometimes, um, it, the, you know, here in Austin, I've realized that, you know, you, you, they, sometimes they preach like, you know, inclusivity, liberalism, blah, 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 you know, that sort of stuff. But I think when it, someone like, so for example, Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians, but you know, you don't say the right thing as a black person, then you get, then you get the, then the, the the horns are coming at you you know the mob, the, comes, the mob comes after you so i i haven't had that in droves but i've had like people say uh they were kind of confused as to why i took certain positions with with gun ownership or something it was more like as a black man as a black man yeah as a black it's man like, i i thought black yeah. people were supposed to be against guns uh, this right. this challenges my conception of politics yeah exactly and uh i get that yeah i've got that before um and i've i also get it from you know, well-meaning black people, especially my family, like, you know, you're, you're, you you do not want to be a target. I'm like, no, I'm not. You do see me. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the time, the effort to get training and spending hundreds of dollars to get training. And, you know, not only that, like firearm safety, how to handle it. Um, and you know, instructors. So I take this seriously. If I'm going to immerse myself into it, I want to learn as much as I can and be, you know, be decent at it. Right. So, uh, but you know, I get that, you know, I've got that kind of resistance and it was just from, you know, Hey, I'm the, I'm the person that's, I'm, I'm a, and sometimes as a guy, I'm like, I want to be a provider and protector. I want to be able to be capable of, you know, if, if dangerous comes like learn, you know, it's not about shooting, but learn how to defend myself or how to use medical gear or something. So, but I've had that sort of stuff. It just, you know, that, you know, that kind of, um, discrimination, but sometimes I have people are very interested, like, Oh, you shoot or something. And then and I'll tell, I'll say, Hey, let's go to the range. And you know, I'll have them, I have a little 22 suppressed and they get on that first and you get on the, you know, they really like the, that the Ruger. suppress the Ruger or they really like the rifle. So just sometimes people there, you know, if you give them a little bit, uh, and they'll, they want to learn, but I think sometimes it's out of like people, you know, lack of knowledge, but that's, that's part of it. So here's the thing. Here's an example, right? When I was talking about, uh, about the history of black gun ownership, uh, uh, you know, if you read a book called "This Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed," uh, the the yeah the, yeah that book yeah I've heard of that one 
Yeah, basically, a lot of Africa, a lot of black soldiers came from World War Two and war, you know, World War and World War Two that fought, you know, against you know, the Nazi Germany, and then I think what it was like, Italy, Italy was like not, I, think, I don't want to say communist or something. They were very like some like weird ideology, but they like fought. They're like, no, we're not going to come back to the United States. We fought Hitler. We fought the, the, you know, the Western front. We're not coming back to racism and stuff like that. No, they, they armed up and patrolled in police circumstances. That's why you had, um, you know, deacons of defense, deacons of defense in the, in Mississippi and Alabama that were, when MLK was marching, uh, they were, they were there with guns to protect them against the Klan. Um, uh, you know, uh, you had, cause they wouldn't give MLK his permit. Right, they wouldn't give MLK his permit, but you had people coming like, no, this is this is people. <laughs> I kind of say it's very crass, but I'm just like people just think that black people just got their ass beat during civil rights and just that's how we got our, <laughs> got our rights. No, we we did it by force as well. And even well, during, we, yeah, I'm sorry, one more thing. And even during, uh, <laughs> um, um, even during like slave revolts, you had you had white guys like John Brown were like, yeah, let's we're gonna burn this mf down. But most of the white abolitionists at the time were like, let's just do it nuanced. But a lot of the black slaves were like, no, we're going to, we need violence to force this. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a history of that, you know. And I think that's really good to point out because uh, I, you know, this, this brings up, I, I think of like critical race theory and like what, what like white conservatives think critical race theory is. Mm -hmm. um, and when you learn about civil rights, like when I learned about civil rights in, in middle school and high school, it was primarily like Martin Luther King marches. And like, that's yeah. how we got our, that's how we got that. That's how we like. I'm a black person. Um, that's how black mm -hmm. people got their civil rights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, but that's a very it, like a uh, privileged kind of like like a uh, like white perspective, right? Mm -hmm. well, it's that's, very, that's it's very what convenient. I mean. Like that's why it's taught. Yeah. Like to, that to look back on it and be like the peaceful, the peaceful, helpful black people were the ones that won the civil rights. Where have we, we seen don't want to talk about the ones that like fought back and made, made real trouble for the, uh, for the, you know, racist yeah. death mobs. Dude, what about the peaceful, helpful native Americans that just taught us how to right. grow corn the no and <laughs> like, savage. Yeah. gave because, us all their land to, to acknowledge that violence, uh, helped win civil rights is to acknowledge the 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 scale of the violence that was perpetrated against black people or you know in the other example against native americans yeah 100 percent, dude it just that was the thing it wasn't even about you know and it, the the problem is i think during the civil rights and i think a lot even now to uh the general you know this whole hysteria from from the right um about racism is like they think that black people will do the same thing that has been done to them in terms of that sort of stuff no like most of us just like human beings just want to be left alone and be that sort of stuff now. Yeah. Like someone like a Malcolm X was saying like, yes, like treat everyone with dignity and respect, but if they touch you, bury them That sort of stuff. It's not, yeah. You yeah. Know. And Andrew, I don't know if you know, like I was telling him, I, I used to do martial arts and I kind of still dabble in stuff like that. I don't, I don't want to hurt when you do that sort of stuff. When you, when you're around or introduced to violence in the sense of like controlled violence, like martial arts or, you know, gun owner you have a very a healthy respect for that sort of stuff you know you have a right. healthy respect for human life and what you can do so you don't want to do that that's a last resort you know yeah so that's not you know but you have to understand the duress and you know and i, I i'm firmly for you know like what you know martin luther king did nonviolence, but it took a it took two efforts you know the violent right. and non-violent the threat of violence of like hey we're if you're gonna not give us our rights we're gonna take it by force well so that's the thing yeah, and and you you know you being 
like we have a shirt and a sticker and, and stuff that says peaceful, not, not harmless. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's a distinction that's worth making because when you're capable being peaceful is one thing if you're if you're weak and defenseless because then mm-hmm. you don't have a choice. But if if you have the capability of violence and you're peaceful, then it's a choice. Then you're then you're demonstrating with restraint, uh, restraint, right. and mm-hmm. and that is something that you know brings people to the table and brings people to say you know okay maybe we should consider what they're what they have to say um, because sure. we know what they're capable of and and you know in this case like we've seen it before you know when you when you're not getting what you're getting what you want on peaceful terms alone and then you commit a violent act to sway people's minds it's it's then it's it's like what the u.s military does anywhere it goes it's hey like we've got this big stick you've seen us use it give us what we want or we'll use it again and that's well right es- it, essentially what sorry andrew no, no i was done yeah, with was, my comment i just didn't know how to end it no i was just <laughs> saying that like you story know I, I i absolutely believe that there's people that will not side with you if you're violent at all you know, that, that you have to be like completely peaceful and passive to convince them. But that doesn't mean that like just because those people exist does not mean that like you have to cater to those people. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're going to be very loud and they're going to be they're, they're going to put up a fuss every time you you know protect yourself. But you still have to protect yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's more about and most people. Yeah. Like being able to yeah defend yourself. That's another thing is just like that's a last resort. It's just, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, Jordan, you were talking about people on Instagram that are, you know, religious people, a pew Jew. I follow him. I also follow, follow the the armed Catholic. And he talks about scripture about you know, basically like if someone tries to impose their will in your life, you're you know morally obligated to protect yourself and defend yourself and your loved ones, and your family. And I firmly believe that so and that's from a you know, religious perspective so i was just like that's that's cool and i think that's important but yeah you don't we, that, and that's the thing with black hate takes tactical is not really most people are drawn to just being able to defend themselves and their family and home you know one of the women in my in my uh group she mentioned basically she was not a gun owner for many years but she basically had an incident um kind of lived in the outskirts of, of um of austin and someone was trying to kick her door down and she called the cops and it took them about 35, 45 minutes to get there. turns out the guy was just a, you know, a drunk guy and stuff like that. But she just, she told me about how she felt helpless during that time. And then when the time she actually went to go shoot and finally bought a firearm and carried it, how empowered she felt and secure and yeah, right that sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's good. You know, and sweetest girl and when her to fly, but that's what she, you know, that's what she wanted to do to, to defend herself. And she got the, she gets to the right way. So I like and that. isn't it interesting that, you know, I think using the term empowered is important because, uh, I know us as gun owners, we know that, but mm-hmm. for, for the anti-gun crowd, you see time and time again, the, the comments being made relating gun ownership oh, to, yeah. to penis size and like, like compensating. You know, what do you mean? Yeah. Why podcast? are you living in fear? <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we said a lot of other words, but yeah, um, he said, he said, he said come, but you won't say penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's clinical. It's weird. But, um, you know, and I, and I think it's, it says a lot when a woman says from her own experience, I feel empowered now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in whatever words that she used and and you still have this disconnect like we were talking about before this disconnect between the anti-gun crowd still not coming like confused that that like they can't put gun owners into a one singular box mm-hmm. um while you have people like this that are that are shining examples of how wrong they are 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they still continue to do it, but, well, but just, when it, a, when it, just an observation. When it comes to race, though, and we've talked about this in other in other uh, episodes, it, it really highlights this sort of low grade racism of low expectations or or you know or something like something like that that the that that like the mainstream liberals typically display mm. where it's like they don't view black people as individuals with their own you know um and I'm speaking very broadly here, right? Because yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. this is not the case for every person. Well, conservatives do it too with like the the twins sure. or whatever. They're like, oh, these but, black people believe this. That's the, I can speak yeah. for all black people now. It's, <laughs> it's not, yeah. you know. But it's it's they don't they they see this like monolithic uh, you know monoculture and not like a bunch of individuals that have their own opinions and and have their own motivations and their own desires. Exactly. It, it can be very, yeah, it's very frustrating. And I, but I think that, you know, when you say mainstream liberals, they do it also to the other and companies and communities like women and LGBTQ communities yeah. and stuff. Uh, another example about how diverse the gun community is, um, you know, I had a, a realtor uh, I was talking to last year and he was a disabled veteran and, you know, he had, you know, you know, he had like a partial, you know, leg prosthetic. And he's like, yeah, I carry a gun, dude. Like, I can't run, so <laughs> I need to do something. So, um, and and I was like, yeah, man, that's what's up, man. So, and you know, I don't hear from people that are disabled now. At a Craig Douglas class, actually, one of the guys he was a he was a he was a guy. Uh, he kind of tailored the ECQC class to like how do you how does he deal with an assailant while being wheelchair? He couldn't from the hip down. He was you know immobile. But he could he could still carry and do certain stuff with his hands and you know arms and do a little bit of clench work right, but still you know you're in the wheelchair and stuff. So it's just yeah yeah it was cool. So you know and, and people are different and um you know women have their reasons for that sort of stuff. But yeah like yeah with the with the and another thing I kind of this might be fast forwarding but yeah if you want a gun you have to train. So that's another thing. So um I I want to be able to have people go out and train and normalize that too, not just own guns and but seeing black individuals actually training and yeah. you know doing that sort of stuff instead of just just owning it so yeah so you mentioned earlier um you said with with in my group somebody you were mentioning in your group mm-hmm. um do you have how do, how do you how do i ask this question do you have like a group of people that you are in contact with that you bring to the range and sign up for classes that other people sorry, teach or you caught out you caught out so oh sorry about that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you were mentioning earlier that you have, uh, you have a group of people. Do you, is this like a group of people that you bring to the range or that you get into con like to connect with ranges or how, how are you the interim between, you know, them and knowledge and, and experience? Yeah. So basically some of the people in my, you know, my Facebook group are basically we're our, our instructors. I like, I know probably, you know, eight or nine instructors, um, you know, mostly black men. I was, I was joking around with. One of my friends, she's a competitive shooter. It's like, yeah, you should. We need more black women firearm instructors because there's not many in you know in Austin or even Houston or Dallas. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. But, but uh, yeah, most of the time, I say I try to have a range day. And most, you know, either we have local ranges here. So, for example, last year, um, the range is this the range at Austin, and it's a it's a high end range, and you go upstairs. Oh, yeah, the, yeah like there's like one. yeah, that one's cool. There's like a cigar lounge up there. You can you know after you're done shooting, what? you can drink. So yeah, it's everything. No, it's it's lit, dude. It's yeah. it, it rocks. Brandon, yeah. do you smoke cigars? 
every now and then if it's something if it's a special occasion or something so i mean I'm, like for example i'll be 40 next year so you know i'll be like yeah i'll probably smoke man i'm gonna have to send you one <laughs> yeah dude yeah definitely as a, as a thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's cool so you're yeah. you're I know we've probably touched on this like six yeah. times, but I wanted mm-hmm. to hammer it home and, and you know, because it was still kind of like in my mind is like, ah, I don't a hundred percent understand. Um, but that's my own fault. Not for mm-hmm. anything that you said. Yeah. Um, that's cool. And I think that's something that's just as necessary, if not more necessary in, mm-hmm. in today's mm-hmm. gun community, because you have, otherwise you just have new gun owners and, uh, instructors and and it's it can be intimidating for a lot of people right to to take that first step to to go into that class and that's the whole reason um you know there's that vacuum in the first place because Mm -hmm. you don't have people even if you have black instructors gay instructors you know it's still a very new thing that people are taking on and it's still very intimidating you know you you have the power to kill somebody in your hands yeah and to to take that and to make yourself who who just um acquired this power say mm-hmm. i'm vulnerable and i need help right like learning yeah. how to how to control this and how to do it effectively and you know even if you just want to go to the range and you don't plan on using it for self-defense it's still very intimidating so yeah well sure i think that's that's really neat that that uh that you're that you do that and um obviously you're more than just a facebook group now but mm-hmm. um that uh i think it says a lot you know from where you started to where you are now how how mm-hmm. in need of that kind of service and that kind of that kind of community yeah. Um, host uh, the 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 group of people mm-hmm. are. I'm just gonna yeah. I, I'm a horrible at ending questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want to expand on what you and said. And that's actually. that um, mm-hmm. because so so you mentioned that you know it's like as a new gun owner, there's the power to kill, and that's really intimidating. But I think also, and this this is something. This isn't just my opinion. This is something I've gathered from from talking to new black gun owners. Is that there's also this fear of uh, I, I think you called it becoming a target uh and yeah. you, you said in some news segment that you were on that there's this idea of the armed black person as like a you know they have to overcome this i this this perception of being like a gangbanger or something mm. and like how unfair that is and how much more pressure that puts on a new black gun owner to know that like you know any old any like white guy could pick up a gun and that's like you know nobody yeah you know that's there's nothing special but then it's like all this extra prejudice that's that's heaped on on black gun owners and all this extra danger when interacting with the police or the public yeah. as an armed black person and just how how much more scary and more more pressure that is um you know compared to anybody else who's who's bearing arms for the first time yeah definitely that's kind of why i try to be um um one one of the things is with the, with the group and people have made relationships outside of the the group and community. It's just kind of cultivating that sort of stuff. Hey, Hey, where can I get information? Where do I, what do I need to, you know, what do I want to, you know, insurance on self-defense insurance, or can you vouch for this instructor? Or even sometimes, you know, you know how, how, you know, I don't know how good it is. You know, one of the people in my group, he's a, he was a guy that he's more the hunting and stuff like that. It's like, I don't think you realize what you've done to help, you know, older, you know, older black guy in his late fifties. It's like, this is, you know, I've made friendships out of this, group and you know to to hang out and do certain stuff and just kind of cultivate that and and uh have you know hunting excursions or like hey let's go i'm gonna go to the range at this time let's 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 do that or let's work on something even some people i've met that are you know far better you know more experienced than me teaching me something new or um i want to you know i want to do that or even people from other 
you know, like not, you know, non-black people like, that's cool. What are you doing? What, how can I, how can I help or something? That sort of stuff. So it's kind of like that sort of stuff. Um, I try to, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny because I've made some missteps in terms of just, I, I wish I, like y'all made a, made a website or had the creative, uh, you know, the time, the cycles to actually, Hey, I should make more patches or t-shirts because people people when i when i made the t-shirts people were like oh this is cool you know this is cool i can go to the range yeah. and have that and it's like what are, what's black it's tactical so that sort of stuff but it's just kind of cultivating that because like i said it's other other communities have that you know especially white communities like it's so normal for them to just kind of hang out and have a you know it, you know that sort of what have, what have you had like the barber shop for like black gun owners like hang out and just do that sort of stuff and it's normal it's just like anything else so that's kind of why, but you know, the people I know, uh, that are instructors or, or doing certain things, I just say, Hey, you know, people in the group, they, they, it, it kind of takes course, you know, just, Hey, like I know this person, we can, this instructor, Hey, we can do that sort of stuff. Hey, what kind of gun, you know, what kind of gun can I shoot it? Let's go to the range sometime or, you know, tell me about that gun, that's review and stuff. So, um, I kind of want to do eventually with y'all are doing, like have a wider platform, to do that sort of stuff because a lot of people you know i even get i even get people messages as like hey i i you know i'm a white guy one of my one of my coworkers, she's a black woman a single black woman you know i don't want to encroach they, they say i don't want to encroach on what you're doing or be you know maybe you know i know that space for y'all but hey I, I have a friend how can i get information and or what can i do and stuff what can i do to help and i'm like cool that's that's awesome because um i want to see that happen but uh and but it, I, I kind of I kind of toe the line in terms of just getting one of the things that also sometimes I want people within the um, my community the black community there is just like hey like uh, seeing other groups of people being able to for example there's arm your friends in Houston being able to do stuff together I want to I want to do like cross events and everything so just it's 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 one day at a time trying to figure stuff out and you know for sure man yeah it's all about like finding your niche and and um you know spreading out from there it's 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 mm. tough to really yeah, find yeah. like i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing getting a this. foot on like yeah it's don't let the uh the facade of of looking like we're organized and know what we're doing fool you <laughs> it is it is a one day at a time uh venture yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i i have plans for the future also but it's but it's mm-hmm. it's it's tough with a new kid and and you know a full-time job and stuff like that to make plans. I get it. so it's uh yeah no it, i i think you're doing great man and i think mm. um I think the you're you're getting questions like that because people already see you as right. a as as a uh, like I don't want to use the word icon because it, mm-hmm. you know you, I don't no, know but like no. like representative think, of of that exactly, kind of space exactly yeah. people think like oh okay I want to do this let me just double check with the guy first you know right, this right. dude mm-hmm. who's already doing it and I mm-hmm. think that's that's a huge step and and yeah when, you, when you're out, getting unprompted messages from strangers yeah. with, with questions about about what you're doing exactly. I, I think that's a good sign and it's it's nice you know when you come from your perspective of just wanting to make the community better because that's kind of like how we are you know yeah. when we get messages of like hey you know, I wanted to start doing this, but I didn't want to encourage on, on like you, what you're doing. People have asked, you know, who we get our stickers from, who we get our patches from. Like, I want mm-hmm. to start printing out similar things. I'm like, go for it. Because it's, yeah. at the end of the day, it's a net positive, you know, raising a rising tide floats all ships. And, yeah. um, but just the fact that people go to you and ask, it says a lot. And, um, I, I think when you, when you get more of like a foundation, not that you don't have one now, but like, you know, you said you want to build a website and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's you're going to see that there were a lot of people that were were looking to you in the first place, and now a place to go to like access that information. And mm-hmm. you know, if you start doing uh, cross events and things like that with other groups, um, I'm yeah. sure you'll find that a lot of people are relieved now they have like an outlet to bring those people that they that they that had questions to, and yeah. um, you know, instead of just taking it upon themselves, and now they now they're not encroaching because they know where to go. And um, I I think you're going about it the right way, man. Yeah. Yeah, I try to I'm, I'm yeah, I try to do what I can and you know, like you said having a day job um it's just me having a day job but also I'm very scatterbrained and sometimes disorganized Same. in my so I just try to do <laughs> yeah, so that. yeah, you know how it is but I've been trying yep. to just sometimes just basically um I remember earlier last year I met um I don't know if you know Walter Selmeyer from a uh, Distinguished Savage. He's a guy out here in Austin. He's a he's a EMS guy but he's like in his late 50s. He's really into jiu-jitsu but he's also just the guy that's like him and the suited shootist their guys are really like jiu-jitsu guys but they're really into like hey like i like to dress up well i do the edc stuff but it's also like i'm really into gun stuff so i've talked to i've talked to distinguished savage on his podcast talking about stuff and just about my group but uh right you know different platforms that sort of stuff and having that having that awareness of what we're trying to do what other, other people are doing. Like I follow other, you know, army friends, yellow apparel, you know, y'all and just other, just, it's cool. I'm like, yeah, like keep doing that. Cause it's, it's for everyone. Um, and the more it happens and I get so happy to see, you know, for example, CNN, uh, had an article about black gun owners and I posted on my personal Instagram and one of my cousins, she's in, she's in San Francisco. It's like, oh, like CNN is becoming a new Fox News. And I kind of rolled my eyes. And then a week later, the NPR article where I took a, yeah, fo- right. I took a photo of Christian, of Christian Lee is like, yeah, I'm like, is that liberal? Too? I mean, is that conservative too or something? I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's, you, it's hard to hide the story and st- now because yeah. now it's just like, yeah, this is becoming normal because I don't want it to be. I want, it to, I want black people to feel safe to be able to do that sort of stuff. I don't want a Philandro Castile to happen. I don't want them to feel right, like they're right. target um and and that sort of stuff. and also sometimes it's also just um and we all have our we all have our biases and everything but it should be normal for you know to do that to shoot and have that sort of because it's a human right ultimately so i i yeah. kind of like jordan with you with you know with y'all with the you know you have one guns right gun rights or trans rights or gun rights or worker rights and you have these other you had the one about the um i think the in ireland uh, i think the ira or like a woman shooting yeah, yeah, a woman's place. place. Yeah. yeah, woman's place. I mean, that's um, yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah, like more, yeah. more of that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So just let everybody you know, because it's it's one thing to be like you know this is a universal human right, mm-hmm. but everybody wants to see their little niche called out. Everybody, everybody appreciates being like you know yes, I'm talking about you too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So, and yeah. it, and you know you said it. It's a human right. It has nothing. You know, people talk about there. We get a lot of. I wouldn't say hate, but but I think it takes some explanating. Uh, explanating. Mm-hmm. I'm making up words now. Explanation. Um, Explanation. You know, when we say that we are a like, we believe in the Constitution as far as like the the Second Amendment goes. People are like, oh well, the Constitution was written by racists. Yes, but mm-hmm. the Constitution is necessary to uh, like avoid people in power from just like shamelessly stampeding all over our rights as much as it's flawed theoretically yes mm-hmm. well that's if we're operating under the rule right of law. <laughs> yes, under yes. normal circumstances there are other exactly. ways to do it like not allowing us to buy guns by uh you know lobbying to credit card companies to to stop uh, us allowing firearms purchases yeah, that's and things fun. like that fun but stuff anyway um 
you know, like I, I don't believe the Constitution guarantees us rights. And I've said that time and time again. No, no piece of paper guarantees you rights. It does make it harder for them to come after your rights legally. Right. Um, but I think your rights are given to you based on what you're willing to fight for. Like it's not God given. Some people believe it is. I think, I, I I think just, that I think that we have rights. And, th- and this is, you know, this is something we're, we're, we kind of disagree on with. Uh, we didn't talk about it with uh, with tactical girlfriend because um, it didn't come up, mm-hmm. you know. But she said she said as, as a lot of like leftists say, you know, rights aren't real. Rights are just, you know, what you can, what you, what you fight for, or what you can claw back from. I believe from that authoritarians. I think, I think that you have rights. I think that you do have rights. I think they are real. They're not tangible, physical things, but they are real. And I think that you have them because you are like a, a you know, a, a sapient being. I think that if oh, you I see think what you're saying. Reason yeah. you have rights. Um. You know, and and like you're born with inherent rights, even though you can't fight right. for rights as a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's not God. It's not nature. It's just, you know, because because you are a, a living creature capable of thinking and reasoning, you have rights. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And natural, you like natural law. I think of it that way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. The, the, but, the, uh, yeah. The porcu- the porcupine has the quills to protect itself the uh, you know different animals have ways to protect themselves so just like exactly. humans we should you know the the thing is the gun's the equalizer or you know like for me sometimes i'm into you know i have pepper spray sometimes or you know I, you know well, i've been kind of getting tool users, users you know exactly. we make yeah, tools exactly. that's our exactly. that's our thing yeah that's what that's what uh makes us better than than hippos and and the sheep <laughs> Most the of sheep don't use tools. I'm no. Sh- I'm a lion. Yeah. Wait, lions don't use tools either. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we've we've seen a lot. Uh, if you spend any time on on social media, um, mm-hmm. there there are tons of articles. I, I'd say weekly that come out talking about the rise in white supremacy uh, in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that? there is well one do you think that there is a rise in white supremacy or do you think that it's like drummed up by the media um and do you hmm. if so do you does that kind of stuff worry you or do you feel like we as a society are able to weather it now it, it's scary because you know think about <clears throat> think about how like the algorithm on social media works the more you consume certain social media if you believe this idea, you're going to just get consumed more of it, more content because the idea of like a YouTube or Facebook or Instagram is the more engagement, that means the more you'll stay on the platform and consume it and maybe buy something because of advertising and everything, right? So unfortunately, <clears throat> with human nature, if you believe something, you're going to, you're drawn to your cognitive biases. So if you believe, yeah, yeah immigrants are coming over here, taking over the, taking over the country, we need to get rid of them before they get rid of us. <clears throat> the white population's dwindling, whatever. You're going to keep consuming that and go down that rabbit hole. And unfortunately, I think it's causing a rise of radicalization. I mean, we have people, you know, we have things like Parler, Cat, you know, being created. We yep. have, um, you know, the I, I saw this one dating app called The Right Stuff or whatever. Oh, my God, I heard about it. Conservative dating, yeah. (laughs) Did you see all the reviews? It was a bunch of guys saying, like, there are no women on it. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, it's perfect for gay guys. There's tons of guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, but I'm like, one of my friends is, you know, one of my black friends like, what do they mean by the right stuff? Do they mean the white stuff? I mean, 
I don't know. Like it just it's just funny because like it, we're so you can easily get in your own little niche community and get radicalized. I think like with the internet, like there's, I, I it's think easy that, to become conditioned yeah. condition. Yeah. I, I even have, sometimes I've thought of myself, thought sometimes like, wow, I need to be careful what I consume because the, you know, you could easily, you know, just be, you know, cognitive biases and get down that sort of stuff. So I kind of, I think that especially with uh, Trump, it kind of emboldened a lot of people to be a little bit more brazen yeah, with definitely. their racism and that's 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 scary. And I think that's kind of why the reaction of a lot of black gun owners like, hey, we if if they have guns, I want to be able to protect myself. And I think that's that's a reaction reactionary uh, of the of uh, black, you know, of like the rise of black gun ownership, you know, the rise of buying these new guns. Um, you know, me personally, I took it because I was I'm interested in firearms. I'm interested in that sort of stuff. But yeah, I want to be able to be like defend myself and my you know i have a i you know i have a little go bag a little bug out bag and you know i have some extra sardines you know like a month month or two so, you know just in case if something happens you know that's the life man crack yeah. sardines exactly the dude. most miserable two months of of your life yeah no right <laughs> exactly <laughs> well you man, don't like sardines they're good dude. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of sardines man i've also never eaten them properly like I, my dad made me a sardine sandwich when I was a kid. Mm, like it was no. just some people might like that, but I That's thought it was good. fucking off. Oh my god, Andrew, you're are you my dad? Where are you from, Andrew? I'm from, I'm from San Antonio. I live in San Antonio. Are you serious? I'm in Austin. You know yeah. that, right? So, I know, I know that. Yeah. All right. Damn. Okay, we got to do I mean, something. Yeah, Did you close. just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. should hang out sometime. But yeah, no, I live on the north <laughs> side. I live in. Uh, well, I shouldn't. I should bleep this yeah. out. I live in. Okay. We'll okay. bleep. We'll actually bleep that out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, we'll do something. But yeah, like, um, no, I, I have stuff during the whole, you, you know about this during the Texas storm about when the turbines yeah. and stuff like that. Um, not, yeah. the group, when I talk about tactical, it's not just firearms, it's about self defense, self preservation. Right. So people like, I don't, I know jack shit about hunting, but yeah, but I know about how to build a fire. I know how to, you know, do medical stuff. I know how, you know, basic right, kind of, sure. I, I even garden, like, for example, I know, like, I have like a little patio garden and, you know, if I need to germinate, you know, I can do that sort of stuff. It's just, so it's just not so, so when that, that happened, um, people, there are some elderly people in our group that just did have heating or something. So some of us pitched together, bought some, bought these little heaters for two, two of two elderly people in our community, you know, yeah, in our group. Awesome. And, got extra water. I gave people water cause I had extra, I kind of keep some just in case, but you know, people were not prepared, but now because of that happened, it's like, Oh, this can actually happen. You know, people are becoming more prepared. So now, um, I, I even posted something recently in the group about, um, just like weird weather that's happening. That's going to happen within the next two months during the, you know, yeah. especially in December, like a lot of flooding can happen cause in Texas and everything. So I'm just like, Hey, be prepared. Um, it's not just about guns. So, um, so that's like, that's important. So I, I think that sort of stuff as well, um, just being prepared. But yeah, when you're talking about the rise of radicalization and that sort of stuff, it's not just, yeah, you have to be just hedge your bet. It's kind of hedging your bets. Cause like, what if right, people right. actually, what if we do have another January 6th, you know, like what if something happens and it's what if stuff, it's worse? Yeah. What if it's you know? worse? Right. So There's I like to think things- the good people. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, and that, but that's the thing that good and bad is all subjective. Who we think are the mm-hmm. good people, they think we're the bad people, and and right. it's like you know one 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 group's terrorists is another group's freedom fighter. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like you're just catering forever. to temporary gun owners, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 
temporary yeah. gun owners. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna turn on you as soon as they're not in danger. That's what these right wingers come onto our page and say, and they say that we're just we're not actual Second Amendment supporters. We're just yeah. catering to temporary gun owners. All these are, all these new black owners, they're just scared, and then as soon as as soon as the you know, as soon as the threat's gone, they're gonna turn on you again. Wow. <laughs> when's the threat? When's the threat gone? Yeah, and aren't we're like who's the threat? Is that you? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. crazy. It is nuts, it. man. Wow. It's it's yeah. an argument that like I, I just it bewilders me to think about because I I I uh I don't see how anybody could see the things that we we do and think that this is something that like what am I how am I what am I gaining? If if that's the if that's yeah. the it's not like yeah. I'm becoming a millionaire over here overnight selling stickers and patches. <laughs> and, <laughs> to and temporary gun to owners. temporary <laughs> gun owners it's you know mm-hmm. and, and i just it blows blows my mind but um yeah you know i, I also, and even if that were true this is what this is what pisses me off even if that were true mm-hmm. even if all of these new gun owners uh all of the new gay all of the new minority gun owners uh, leftist gun owners, even if all of them really were like on the face of them, temporary gun owners. And they were like, yes, we're going to turn in our guns as soon as we're not scared. Wouldn't <laughs> it benefit you to reach out and be like, Hey, if you like it, why don't you stick around? Yeah. 100%. And that you was, know, so it doesn't, make, dude, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Even if they're right, which they're not, it still doesn't make sense. And that selfishly like is one of the things that I think about, you know, when, when I think of the greater mission of a better way to a and mm-hmm. and um, you know what we're trying to gain here, it, it is it is making the gun community more attainable to people who are not in the gun community. But what does that do? That then makes best case scenario, guns are not a political issue and mm-hmm. uh, or become political suicide for any candidate wishing to restrict them because yeah. you have so much support for it and. You know, how do you get that way? You don't get that way uh, by pushing generations of new gun owners away by saying that you're temporary gun owners and that, you know, we shouldn't arm our enemies and things like that, our ideological enemies. You you get that by welcoming them to the group. And that's why, you know, it, it is, like I've said already three times before, it sounds like I'm trying to date you, Brandon, but... That's why I think groups like yours are so important <laughs> because you've got people that are looking for a handout, like looking for somebody to say, like, come with me. Not a handout. If you a want hand to live out. a hand out. That's why I give that that pause there. Um, you know, you, you have people that are like literally looking for anyone to say, like, hey, man, glad you're here. And come with me if you want to learn more cool shit. Mm-hmm. We have nods, you know, <laughs> like I. Yeah, it just blows my mind that people like push back against that kind of stuff and and uh think that that it's a, that it's a bad thing. It's a net positive for everyone to have to have groups like us and like you and I and yeah. um Yellow Apparel Tactical and these these groups that uh appeal to new gun owners and, and like a new type of gun owner in in these marginalized communities because it it is a it is a net positive. It benefits everybody. Yeah, even if you're not a, even if you're not really into guns, you know, at least so I've I have friends of mine that are just like that's cool, but I'm not into them and or I've had them they see what I'm doing and at least they learn, they have a nugget of knowledge to say, "Hey, like this is this is what these people do." Um and they have a a different respect for it. Um and, and they have a different understanding or a different, you know, so I think that's super cool too, because not everyone, obviously there's a big responsibility of, of gun ownership and it shouldn't be taken lightly. 
some people just don't want that responsibility. And I, I'm perfectly fine with that because I, I completely understand, you know, um, yeah. it might not be in their frame of life. So even sometimes for me, I don't always some, you know, some places here, I, you, you just cannot legally carry. So I'll, I'll probably carry a, my, my self-awareness. I might pe- carry pepper spray or something like that. And just, that's fine, but sword least, concealed in your c- pants, conceal sword or something. Those, uh, <laughs> I think I'll we tell can you do that I'll, in Texas now. Hey, those protects, those protect, those auto, those auto out the side protects. Those are super what? cool. Yeah. What are these? Like pro, um, I don't even have one on me. Like Protech is a, a brand out of San Diego, and they're like a you know like a knife. They make knife. Like I've I've gotten more into knives, and you know I've, I've collected some. Just why'd like, your eyes get like that when you said that? You're like eyes got all wide. You're like I get excited. <laughs> excited, man. I <laughs> love. Awesome. I, I collect stuff, man. I just but yeah, but they have it. It's like a it's like the some of them are out the instead out the fronts are not as reliable. Cause they just can, they're just, you can get collect dust and everything. They don't always eject and, but out the sides are just, and, but yeah, in Texas. Wait, now, like out the flat side? Yeah. Basically. It, yeah. It just goes. So yeah. I'll just show you when I, oh, wow. if I can find it, but yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. But basically, yeah. It's just like, um, yeah. Sometimes carrying that or, you know, or pepper spray or something, knowing how to use pepper spray, like those palm pepper sprays that you can just, they're kind of you have a, 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 you know, a clip and you can just pull them out and spray or something. And even if they don't hit you, they're still, the gas is so noxious that it disrupts you. Um, but, Absolutely. but just learning about self-defense or like the options. Cause some people, I, some, some, some of the people, some women in my group are, they, they have a gun for, for home defense, but they don't carry on a daily basis. So I say, well, they're like, well, what are their options? So you have, you have other people that advocate, Hey, like carry a, Keychain with a something a bludgeon someone with or take a take you know but even I, for, those are tough because they require you to get in close to somebody and like that, they're that, tough yeah yeah so and I but I even know also um like um you know martial art instructor I know jujitsu instructors I know uh you know people at Ten Planet Jujitsu here but also like I know like black uh fitness instructors black uh, martial art instructors here they hate like. I recommend that guy. I know that guy personally, or, you know, that, so I kind of say like, there's options, that sort of stuff to defend yourself or be, you know, that's kind of why tactical, it wasn't black gun, you know, black gun owners, Austin's black, you know, ATX tactical because that can yeah. encompass an umbrella of things. Hey there, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you do like what we're about and want to support us, our Patreon is a fantastic way to do so. It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late night recording sessions. Now you may be thinking, this podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you, but what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash a better way to a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now that's all for that. Back to the show. Yeah, because it's so much. It really is so much more than just the one tool. Correct. That's the thing that. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I was just saying that's the thing. People like some. Sometimes I've noticed that with gun guys that are just that that are introduced to firearms or into that, they think they can solve everything with a firearm, and that's kind of yeah. The, that's oh, that's yeah. why you have training yeah. education to teach you Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I have. So. I keep pepper spray in my car like at all times, and, mm. and 
it's something that I would go to first if I had the option to rather than sure firearm because anything that you can solve non-lethally is like trust me it's going to be better for you in the long run even if it's 100% legal to take a life in self-defense in your state it is not the best case scenario for you as a human being yeah it's not like you want to be out here like anytime it's legal for me to shoot someone I'm going to do it Mm. Yeah, no. Get him. I'm gonna get as many as I can. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Um, It's not a good way to live your life. Brandon, do you find that uh, speaking of pepper spray? Do do, I I always I always find this um, interesting that you know if if you were to compare a gun to pepper spray, there's no way in hell somebody who owns a gun. And granted, you know you can kill somebody with a gun. Um, mm-hmm. You also te- you also cannot kill somebody with a gun. You can maim them and you know just just hurt them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always find it interesting when somebody had a has like a thing of pepper spray in their car and they've had mm-hmm. it there for like four years and they've never touched it and they've never mm-hmm. moved it and mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I keep it there for self defense and they're okay with that even though it's been expired for like three years. <laughs> but if that same person had a gun, I guarantee you they'd like take it out and they'd clean it. They they do all these things that. Uh, you know that that they feel is necessary to maintain their ability to protect themselves, but for some reason, with pepper spray, people think it's like a buy once, in, in like like a solve a solve all type thing. My, I'm not gonna say who it is. Actually, I almost did, <laughs> but somebody very close to me, I I Uh-oh. noticed that Uh-oh. their uh, their pepper spray um, was expired was like was expired like a year ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, what the hell is up with this? Like, this it's not is, spicy anymore. It's not spicy. It's it's just uh, <laughs> mild, and uh, but like even worse, sometimes like those things become gel. They can like in like the wrong uh, storage conditions, yeah. and then yeah. re- regardless, just ineffective. And I always think it's interesting when people buy pepper spray and they just have no idea, you know, like what they're signing up for. Essentially, like that's something that you have to maintain just like you would a gun you have to make sure it's not expired you know you have to make sure that um you know you're not keep if your car is 110 degrees or 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 hotter because you live in texas that's probably not going to last as long as it as it says it's going to last so Mm -hmm. consider those things would you leave a gun in the car for that long if if you had one um do you do you find that people uh i don't know how how i was going to phrase this into a question Hmm. um do you, how do how do we get better at like fixing that? Like even though it's a non lethal means of self protection, how how do we instill in people that like it's still an important thing to to maintain and keep be aware of? So it's funny because I, I didn't really think about that as much as like someone's keeping in the car. Because I with me with pepper spray, I if I don't have my gun, I, I'm carrying that, and I've actually just you know just for function check just to play with it how it's you know how it functions, how how far it yeah. goes, and spray and stuff like that. You know it's a and I think it's not an end all be all. It's like a little fifteen dollar thing of pepper spray, but you know those things expire. But it's just, I mean, that's kind of with, like I said, with people with guns, they think it's just this thing that can solve everything. And it's just with pepper spray. It's kind of some people they're going to take a non lethal approach. They probably think the same with that. But it comes down to just training and education. I, I really, I'm really curious if people have just, you know, I'm not, I'm not advocating saying, hey, let's just try it on your a friend of yours or something or like test, <laughs> test it out or do like a, get a whole suit or something. Maybe kind of, no, cool. I mean, I'm sh- exactly. There, there might be classes. I mean, I'm sure there's, I, I wonder if there's defense classes, self-defense classes that kind of, I, like, I know that there's the ones that's like, Hey, like touch this lapel, you know, you grab the lapel here. This is how you do that. And all that nonsense. But I yeah. wonder who are the ones that are introducing. I know there's ones that introduce, uh, knives or improvised weapons, right? 
uh, but I don't know if there's ones that have with like non-lethal mace. options or mace. I'm I'm not sure. That's something I'm I probably have sure. to look at. Yeah, good yeah. question. I don't I don't have an answer though. So. Yeah, like how do you where do because it's something that's weird. You could just go and buy over the counter and have zero idea how to use it. Yeah, or, or anything to know about it whatsoever because it's such a benign. I mean, like it's it's classified. It's like a benign thing. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh. Same thing with like tasers, like they just legalized tasers in in, in our state, hmm. which I think is like a huge win. It's something oh, that I did wild. not, think was going, <laughs> yeah, I did not think was going to pass at all. Wow, that's crazy! Um, I you know. can carry a taser now legally, yeah. which you know, I, uh, I, I, people had always done, but it was never enforced. Like I had seen people, you know, you're at a bar a little too long, and you start hearing that that iconic noise because somebody gets you know a couple too many drinks in them and starts whipping it out and tasing their friends, but. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever experienced that. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'm going to some weird bars. Yeah. But I heard it <laughs> a couple of times. A Connecticut thing. Different people too. Um, but uh, yeah, it 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 is something that that uh, I I always just found puzzling that like you could go to a grocery store and just buy mace and not have any training on it whatsoever and not know how to maintain it or to make sure that it worked. You know, when you needed it, kind of thing. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't even know there's, I don't even know if there's even a course for that or if that's, or that, that's a, that's a gap that could be filled. So I, I, yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> I think it's a lot like, uh, like medical training, like why, why you don't see people romanticizing medical it's training. It's not sexy. Man. It's not mm-hmm. sexy. Not a... You don't see like the hero at, in the movies, like applying a tourniquet or like, uh, very rarely unless right, it's like a war right. movie or something like that i was just thinking like when have i ever seen somebody pack a wound in a movie i don't know um but yeah it's usually the it's the action it's the action stuff i mean exactly. I, I like it's, it's like constant headshots yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he gets shot in the shoulder and then he's instantly dead yeah, yeah and he gets shot back three feet four feet yeah keep going that, five feet that's something that's something i try to advocate with like the medical stuff like i ask people do you keep medical in your car or do you keep a, you know, for example, I have, you know, on my range belt, I have, you know, a, a, um, you know, medical kit, a tourniquet. Uh, if I'm just doing concealed work, I might just have the tourniquet on me. My yeah. car, I have a full medical just with, you know, like shears and, you know, that sort of, you know, if you break a arm or a leg and even, um, you know, I even tried to, that's one of the things with, you know, with, you know, like Black Agent Tactile is, is not really outside of products. Um, it's more like volunteer type of people volunteer. I mean, in terms of like, you know, not volunteer, but donate money or donate resources. I've been trying to, I need to kind of press this again, try to ask some people locally, hey, can we get just tourniquets? Because I've had that happen before. People would just give, you know, 20 tour- tourniquets and I would just give them to people. If we had a medical course, I would just give them to people just to have like, hey, here, here you go. Here's a tournament. Here's how to use it. And then just keep this in your car. And those, cool. Yeah. So like a cat seven or something. I also have the smaller, I think the ones I can't think of it. The ones that are just like the rat tourniquets. The, yeah. Like the rat tourniquets ones that, that they're good for, they're good for self application. Um, but the cat sevens are probably the, you know, obviously the best, the go-to, the, the, go-to, the standard. So, um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, that sort of stuff's, you know, important to, to learn too. It's not just, it's, if we're talking about preserving life, it's, it's not just the gun. It's about how that, cause if there's an active yeah. shooter, yeah. Like, Hey, how do you, what happens after somebody shot someone or someone shot or, um, even some people are new to guns. They don't know the different sound, the different ballistics or sounds of different 
they can't discern between what's a gunshot, what's not. You know, I had a, right. had, a uh, had a friend of mine that she's a teacher, and I took her to the range, and not really into guns, but she was also like, I'm, she's like, I would never own a gun, but I'm glad that I know what it sounds like, you know, because that's, yeah. at least I know there's an, cause they're very hyper aware of, you know, active shooters, and unfortunately, Absolutely. and all that sort of stuff, so yeah. So yeah. Um, right. I guess we can transition into this one. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> what would you say is the is the attitude in Austin as far as gun culture goes? Like, what is what is the general takeaway from uh, from how people feel towards gun ownership and guns in general? Yeah, so I mean, there's people that are you know rah rah like yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, they're really into guns, um, but also you know I, I told you I work in tech, so there's always this like you you know I think there's that that mainstream left leaning feeling of just like guns are not to be talk, you know, touched or talk about, you know, like, you know, I work from, I work from home, so I don't really have to worry about that. But, you know, one of my previous employers, you know, you can obviously bring a gun in and, you know, that sort of stuff or, or carry. And, you know, you know, I, I totally get that. So I think there is, you meet people that are really into it because there's the, you know, there, that you have Texans that are really into guns you also have the novelty of it because people think it's cool. Like, you know, you'll go to a bachelor party that will shoot. And also big in Texas is hog hunting. So now, you know, people can, uh, you can go on a helicopter, pay a grand, go on a helicopter, shoot hogs. So people think that's really cool. So there's that, like I said, there's that now, there's that <laughs> novelty. Cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. Like, I've been hog hunting. That's fun. But uh, you have that. And then also you have the people that are kind of just like, yeah, this is, this is you no, know. but I don't think there's an overarching, you know, thankfully, now I don't think there's this overarching like you know this whole anti-gun. It's not like a San Francisco or like a right uh, like that's that you know Cal you know California because you're you're still we're still in Texas so there's still like a mix of opinions in terms of gun owner because I, I I friends that are very liberal I have friends that are very conservative that are gun owners I have friends that are very liberal that are just like yeah I like it or and it's funny in tech also because you have people that you know have a you know a lot of money you know a lot of disposable income and they just have these crazy setups because it just they, it's just fun to them man like that's who doesn't, awesome that's the cool thing it's just you know, they're so like adult like, legos they're adult legos like yeah i got this uh, you know i got this there i got this set up and so it's just fun to them they just go arrange and, and shoot so i think that there's you know it's changing so i think that's a really good thing so well that's cool that's good yeah, so it's, it's sort of trending more more pro-gun and less uh it kind of yeah. those kind of left-leaning mainstream anti-gun tendencies are mm -hmm. kind of moderated by the by the texas culture the fact that you're in the big like the biggest red state yeah exactly now it's funny per capita you know being from i'm um, you know living in atlanta for a while there's actually per capita more gun owners than say like those states like georgia and florida than texas there's there's not yeah as, i believe that yeah so there's a big gun culture there's like a big gun culture in those like especially deep south southeast but obviously if you go what you know like western states like a, a wyoming or montana it's kind of like you're the gun to them is more about putting it's food on the table tool putting food on the yeah. table or it's not protecting like a political your, symbol it's not a political symbol it's more no. about in like wildlife you're trying to you know you might be in the woods you're trying to you know even in texas right people are usually protecting their crops from hogs or your, you know, coyotes, you know, predators, because the coyotes yeah. will kill chickens and yeah. their lamb. Oh man, even in even in the city, uh, yeah. we got a uh, we had our flock of like fifty birds, and we're down to like fourteen because we got hit twice by coyotes this last year. And your Which, dog? Whoa! 
Yeah, well, my dog killed one one duck, but sad. His Whoa. dog's a sweetheart, but mm. uh, silly dog. Um, <laughs> I well, that's it's funny because that's like um, like cowboy hats in Colorado versus mm. a cowboy hat in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Like if I see some guy wearing a <laughs> right. cowboy hat in Connecticut, I'm like, you are either not from around here or you're saying something with that. It's, it's uh, great. Whereas like in Cal- Colorado, hat. like a gun, like it's just it's they're probably working and they're probably like that's that's a that's a hat that they wear out of practical reasons and it just happens to be the style like right. you know of of hat yeah. that's that's popular out there. But yeah, man, when I watched Yellowstone, I was fucking, I was blown away. I was like, I would not last like with my mentality that I have as somebody who lives where I live mm-hmm. out there because I walk into the woods in Connecticut and the worst thing I can come into contact with is probably a black bear. Mm-hmm. Maybe, hmm, I don't know, maybe like a big cat, but not like a mountain lion, not even yeah. like a mountain lion, you know, like maybe, uh, I don't know. What's another one? Like, a. there's like, there's been like a sighting of one mountain lion in Connecticut. Like just to give you an idea, Who's, mm. it's like the same mountain lion too. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easy to avoid. Cause they know where he is. Exactly. Exactly. But, but like you go out to Colorado and like you said, it's, it's, or I said, or whatever, it's a tool. Like you go, Someone you go any the woods in Colorado is like you can die there. Mm-hmm. You can you can get lost and die there, or get eaten by an animal that is that is a natural apex predator in that area. Yeah. Still, like in 2022, so it definitely makes sense that uh, <laughs> that it, that it's not really a political statement out there as so much as it is here. I don't think right. they have like moms demand. Well, they probably do, and like you know, there's Aurora. There was a very big push after that. Yeah, um, to ban gun. And Texas is weird too because you know it, we're seen as like a really pro Montana. State. I was talking about. Mm. Sorry, mm-hmm. not Aurora, Montana. I, 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 was, I had Montana in my head the whole time. I was making those analogies, like, <laughs> but I was saying Colorado for some reason. I'm sorry. It's a correction. I'm sure yeah. we were going to get some uh, messages on that at some point. Yeah, yeah. But no, so Texas is seen as this like mega pro gun state, but it's it's like you said, Brandon. You know. There's plenty of other states that have a higher per capita gun ownership. There's plenty of other states that have less restrictive uh, gun laws. And, you know, we, we fixed some of that recently mm-hmm. uh, at great pain. But, um, you know, te- Texas is not the the monolithic pro-gun place that, that some people think it is. And so it's still, you know, e- even for pro-gun groups, it, it can be kind of an, an uphill battle sometimes. So it's it's good to hear that the, the, the culture is kind of changing, especially in a place like Austin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good thing to see. So, um, oh yeah, you talked about Yellow. I haven't watched that show yet. I really like uh, Taylor Sheridan's films. I've watched like they call it the the Prairie Tr- uh, trilogy. Wait, did he write Yellowstone? Yeah, I think he writes I or directs. Yeah, so it's like so it's a really like, good show. So like Wind River, Hell or High Water, and Sicario. Those are all like yeah. Taylor Sheridan. So it's like they call it's it the pr- the Prairie Trilogy. So I love because all the gun work, all the gunplay in those films are just really. Really good. So, uh, there was yeah. something I remember seeing in Yellowstone that, like, I wish I didn't see because it ruined the episode for me. It was like mm. a dumb gun thing. Oh, really? That, like, didn't it, you know? I think it was like it was like racking the slide back to show your intentions mm. kind of thing. Mm. I was like, why are you not right. carrying with one in the chamber? You fucking weirdo. Mm. Or, or it was like it was something dumb. It was like they shot. It was. It was they had like a semi-auto shotgun. Mm-hmm. Like the, it showed them shooting semi-auto, but they still oh. wrecked the like the they still cocked it. It was it was fucking weird. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. Um, I hate that. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad they're sites. Uh, what? Like, and, like stuff like that, like you know, r- racking oh, a I know, like shotgun, points are always backwards, on backwards and, or EOTechs. things like yeah. that. But yeah, it's just well, pet peeve stuff. Yeah, as somebody <laughs> who rides a motorcycle, I I can tell you like they they get motorcycle noises wrong all the time in movies and shows. <laughs> yeah, some guy like riding a Harley and it'll it'll sound like uh, like a sport bike going away or like. Uh, I'm just I'm I nerd out over it. I'm like that sounds like an opposed twin. That's not a V twin. That's not a Harley at all. <laughs> like that's God damn. What the, probably no, that, your wife that, sitting next to you that like bike's shut a, the fuck a fucking up. Fucking three cylinder. Why does it sound like a like a like a V four? Anyway. They get silencer. They get like silencer sound sounds oh, done all, all the time. Oh, that's like yeah. the whole yeah. thing. The whole movie industry is thinks yeah. is, is responsible for people thinking that suppressors are silent. Yeah, and not just like slightly quieter. Now the the film filmmaker that gets it accurate is Michael Mann. So if you watch Heat, or Collateral, Collateral, or Public Enemies, oh, yeah. pretty accurate, very accurate. So anyway, I'm get, I'm nerding out on that too. So yeah, no, I love Michael Mann. I love Michael yeah. Mann so yeah. much. So. I got to watch Heat again. I was going through my photos on my phone and I came across a bunch of screenshots that I had had taken for like a post a while ago. I think mm-hmm. it was like the anniversary of the Heat coming out, and mm-hmm. I posted yeah. the uh, the the shootout scene, which is like still probably to this day one of the best. Mm-hmm examples of like a hasty retreat um in film like most accurate examples uh Mm -hmm. is just so fucking cool yeah it just sounds so gnarly dude it's so good it's just like scary yeah i think it inspired a lot of people to um you know want to shoot at cops too (laughs) (laughs) good good lord yeah for legal reasons that was a joke (laughs) <laughs> so I did. Good, I did good. have a couple more questions. That sure, I brother. Yeah. Squeeze in here. Um, so, so you you've talked about like sort of like historically armed black figures a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and you've talked about like like sort of uh, hidden or buried cultures of black of of black gun ownership and armed resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Do you ever get the? Uh, this is kind of like a, a personal thing that I that I've been thinking about for a while. Do you ever feel like? all of this rhetoric about new black gun owners and all the hand wringing about it and all the celebrating, you know, whichever side you're coming from, do you ever feel like it just kind of erases the, the long history of like real actual black gun ownership that has, that has existed since the, since the, you know, since black people existed in the same earth as guns. Um, (laughs) exactly i don't i don't know i think it 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 piques people's interest and curiosity about that because what happens is with like for example with me i tell people yeah this is this is nothing new if you look at history look at you know look at some of these books like we will shoot back this nonviolent stuff will get you killed or some of these people like lucy higgins that was you know a slave and she was she was a i think she lucy higgins like worked during the um she would go like a native american like she carried a gun but she was like a male like a part of the U S postal service during that time. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, like, um, who's the woman that said that every Winchester should be in every home. I'm kind of thinking Ida Wells. Ida Wells. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- so, so it's like, yeah, you hear that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, this is, it kind of exposes like the cracks, the scratches the surface. Like, no, this is, this is normal. This has been going on for decades, you know, this sort of stuff. So I think it, I think it's good. Overall, I think it's a good 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 way good thing to present this because I don't think it's erasing. I mean, personally, I don't think it's erasing it. I think it's just Okay. So, but you know. That's cool. It's almost like reminding people. Yeah, reminding right. people. Yeah. It's yeah, a good segue sense. to like bring up the fact that like black yeah. gun ownership has a history. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. That's cool, man. That's yeah. uh, I think that's important to to look at it like that because there's there's like we were saying before, you know, you were saying that you might be the the only black gun owner that a lot of people have the chance to speak to, and you want to give them a good impression. Yeah, um, I think it's a good way to get people on board with with uh, the notion that that like black gun owners are a thing, and that that this is nothing new, and 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 it's it's a um, we had that conversation with Claire from ATW Firearms, and she was talking about how you know she had this experience with this very ignorant man asking questions to her, um, who that would have been considered very rude. Uh, yeah. And instead of being like, you know, fuck off, like I don't want to answer your questions, she was like, I want to answer your questions, but I just want to let you know that you're asking them in a rude way. And it turns out the guy had a family member who was transitioning that she didn't know of, and just was was honestly asking these questions. So, mm. um. I probably think, didn't know uh, how to probably didn't know how to ask exactly. them or something. Didn't know, yeah. he just didn't know there was like a way. Of reference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so but, me, yeah. it kind of reminds me of a key and peel sketch where like they have a um they have a, a family member that's that's gay that's getting married and like they key you know, Key's uh, Peel's character, Jordan Peel's character gets like a gay person from his from his uh, work and they ask him all these weird, uncomfortable questions. Like, <laughs> do, do, is there a straight section? Is there a gay section? They don't know how to answer it, but they're trying to, they try to answer as best as they can. So like, it was pretty it's funny. Like but, the questions are so bizarre that it's yeah. like, you, you, there's no, there's no yeah. good answer. Yeah. When's the That's pony so show funny. in the sir? Like, or, or like, uh, what's the, uh, it's like, when's the, when, when the ceremony that we saw sing, uh, it's a uh, gay, uh, it's raining men or something. It's like, there's no gay hymns in the ceremony. I'm like, no, what's a gay oh, hymn? God. Like, there's no gay. <laughs> yeah. People don't know how to answer for questions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, awesome. Some people just don't know how to answer, uh, ask questions. And sometimes you have to, you have to have, uh, like, uh, you have to have empathy. So that sort of stuff. Like with, yeah. I've had that happen just uncomfortable questions being a black man, just being a black man and just, okay. Like I could get upset. I can, re I can react and get, you know, annoyed, irritated. And just, or sometimes I just take a step back and say, how can I, how can I unpack this? What's the best way to answer this and just be, you know, they might, they, people might not know. So like with guns and people might just think, yeah, they might think all gun owners are, are a certain way or you, you, you know, so like you said, you want to, the onus, I mean, I think having a gun and being in the gun community, there's a big responsibility just being like above. Yeah, for there's sure. a higher standard. Uh, and I've had yeah, instructors absolutely. and I've had instructors that have told us to have told me that like, okay, if you're going to own a gun or you're going through these like simulations where like someone's talking to you and you're trying to assess if that person, the person, for example, could be inebriated and you shoot, you're you know, okay. Yeah, you're gonna get arrested, but you have to know how to assess the situation. So maybe you need to have a heightened sense of awareness or heightened sense of understanding human beings or the people around you to be. So it's a big burden, a big that, that sort of stuff. You can't take it lightly. That's why I think like training, training. That's why I talk about that. So in education. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, so so I also wanted to know. Um, and this may be a little bit of an abstract question, but mm -hmm. um, I wanted to know whether you feel like your your work with Black ATX Tactical is ideological or practical. Like, is this a is this like a, a like a like a lofty goal that you're trying to pursue, or is it just like there's a problem and it needs to be solved? Yeah, I just basically uh, I just felt the need. It wasn't really you know it was kind of just something like oh this is not here let's build it. 
And I don't know if you're here when I was talking to you uh, to Jordan earlier about the Austin black community just being kind of kind of scattered. You have a lot of transplants. You have natives that don't really talk to the transplants. So it's kind of like you're building this from the ground up. And I just kind of saw it as a as a more of a practical need, you know, kind of fostering and cultivating that community, that sort of stuff. Just kind of like, for example, you know, I'm you know being uh, being black in tech. I do I do a lot of stuff, you know, at my in my in my job and previous roles about what's it like to be black in tech or black, you know, like black and brown. How how do I get into technology? Um, I I volunteer on my birthday to help kids. You know, these kids are the Hidden Genius Project. They're like basically trying to get black and brown kids into technology and see it as an access. So you kind of have to cultivate that. So what I try to do with Black ATX Tactical is just cultivate that culture and, you know, having a, you know, yeah, like some are some are people some are people in our group have kids that are eight or ten years old that, hey, like teach them how to shoot a gun, how to properly, you know, see good examples of this. So I think it's more of a practical thing. I don't have this big overarching goal. It was just it was an idea that kind of came together and, you know, and the and but the thing is it's just I get if it's something I'm passionate about, I'm enthused. I, I want to be able to help, and you know, I'm a, I'm a person that's not going to hoard knowledge or information from anyone. If I can help, I'll I'll, be, I'll do that. So it's kind of what I am. That's great, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So as we're wrapping up, we uh mm-hmm. we have a tradition here that we uh I, for some reason I felt like I should say something really weird there, but mm-hmm. um, I resisted <laughs> the urge. Um, <laughs> intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we ask our guests guests if you had one piece of advice, or like a like a little like life hack, or or just something that would would help somebody out. Uh, what would that piece of advice be? Just something that we're all sleeping on that you know that you want everyone else to know. Yeah, could be gun related. Doesn't have to be. I don't know. Like I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying to think about. Um, I mean. Some of the some of the, my mindset in life is just being resilient and just never, you know, uh, just like never, you know, you, if you're going, what's that Winston Churchill like? If you're going through hell, keep going, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's more or less that kind of type of thing, but just in, in life, just yeah, like stick to it, be resilient, be able to, you know, go th- you know go through the go through the trenches, the, the go through the suck, as the military people, the Marines say, to get what you want in life, and you know. Take what's yours. I don't know. Suffering I think that's is part of it. It is <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, with consent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. with consent, man. Just like <laughs> you know, no one's gonna you know, like the world isn't necessarily like you know you want it to owe, you know owe you understanding and that sort of stuff and deal with adversity. And that was the thing I was gonna say. Like I donated to your Movember because I think like something as a as a I man. I saw that. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. As a man, I, I needed to get more at another time. But yeah, basically, like as Movember, like I'm a you know as a man. You know, mental health being, you know, we don't, as men, we're in this time where masculinity is kind of being challenged and what is defined to be a man. So I think that as men, we should realize that, you know, it is a, suffering is a part of the human condition, but doesn't mean that you're alone and no. you have to, we have to go through it together. Like, the, you know, that sort of stuff, like be, be resilience is a, is a superpower, dude. So I think that's important. Dude, 100%. Thank you yeah. so much for saying that. Yeah. 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 That is uh yeah, it's something that that I harp on constantly, and and mm. more guys need to, man. I, mm-hmm. That's why we talk about our kids on the podcast all the time, because like guys yeah. aren't supposed to talk about kids. Guys aren't supposed to be like the caregiver and things well, but, like that. You know, and, and it's it's wild because it's like, you know, guys try to put on this like tough facade, but then when it comes down to it, a lot of guys just like as soon as something's like hard or they don't want to talk about it, they just fold up. Yeah, but not in like a 
way that just affects them either. It's like guys, we have we have this tendency to 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 like explode outward because we can't yeah. handle our emotions and we can't yeah. do things properly, like emotionally and and. Uh, um, that's not tough behavior. That's not no, resilient that's, behavior. That's yeah. small dick energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no exactly. guy wants that. Yeah. Talk about exactly. your feelings when you feel them. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's okay. I have, you know, I have books yeah. on that just about it's, yeah, it's important, man. Just be, understand why you have those feelings, being able to, to, you know, get through it. You know, that's why we're talking about people talk about emotional intelligence is becoming popular yep. empathy, but yeah, it's truly like, yeah, be introspective, know your feelings and stuff like that. But yeah, you have to, you wake up, if you have another day to make change the world or get what you want. So, um, I think that's important, dude. That's dope, man. Yeah. So Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see, but I'm growing a handlebar mustache right now for Movember. Yeah. It's gonna look absolutely fucking ridiculous and I can't wait. I thought no, you just grow great. I thought I thought you just grow your beard out. Is that part of it too, or you just have to I can't grow a beard because of my job. There's two different uh, ones. There's uh, there's Movember. There's no shave November. And no uh, shave and, November, yeah. Okay, I'll do no also, shave. Also yeah. no nut. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 I got, no, no, I got no, a no, meme no. for you on that. I got to send you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So no, I don't memes. subscribe to that November. That November is. <laughs> also, I don't think my wife would subscribe to that. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's just like no masturbation, no like. Uh, oh well, maybe it is. I don't know. I, I think, think it's we, no nut, like at all. N- at all. Ca- I think it counts. Like I think. Yeah. It, I think it comes from a uh, sort of burgeoning understanding of, uh, and we're, we're getting out into the weeds here at the end of that. Uh, <laughs> this never uh, happens. Obsession with porn and masturbation uh, can be very draining and very, very taxing on men. Um, yeah. And so, no nut, November. My understanding of it. Um, was that it? You know, it was born out of that of like, mm-hmm. you know, don't look at porn, don't masturbate, just do your do your shit every day, and like, like realize in a month how much more focus and energy you're gonna have when you're not constantly thinking about porn. When you're not constantly masturbating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I have so much more energy, and yeah, I have I so much more time to do things. <laughs> when so I'm not constantly. Those are the people that No Nut November is is kind of made for. No, that's the thing. It's a lot of younger boys. A lot of younger men need to realize that and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I have a hard time. Like, I one of my one of my biggest things is like the realization that if you don't have to pay for something, then you are the product. Like, if something <laughs> is free, then yeah. you are the product. Yeah, all porn, I would say nine. I don't know, most of it is free. Yeah, imagine paying. How for are it. you the product? And like, and what don't we know? Right. You know, like what what companies are studying our our metrics for when we're looking at porn that's that's the thing that really concerns me that's how yeah. we're gonna lose oh, yeah. world war three well and, then, and people are surprised <laughs> that you know it's like um there's the the and we didn't have this when i was growing up but but Pornhub, which is okay, this like Andrew. central sort of uh <laughs> what, what, is the, what is that for porn. Huh? uh <laughs> I, yeah i don't know is it it's like youtube for porn i guess but but it's like it's like free right i mean i, I may be wrong is is it it is like i think there's some subscriptions yeah Oh, okay. Well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but my I thought it was like a free thing uh, with like ads or whatever. But but that's the thing, right? Is that it's like now it's like, uh, you know, you go to one place to get your porn. Everyone's watching porn in the same place. And it's like you said, you're not paying for it. You're the product. Like, yeah, people are people are reading those metrics and studying it and, and figiring out like 100%. how to how to you know how to sell people like shit. A- 
really like a funny thing that I, I like a like a test I like to do in a in a crowded room. Um, this is my text tone. So for some when somebody texts me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what the- is that? <laughs> it's <laughs> Andrew, I love you so much. <laughs> what is that? It's the Pornhub intro. Oh wow! But it's, oh. Hel- <laughs> it's like a like a little like a little lead in like a singer it's, or something. Yeah, well, it's actually a whole. There's a whole song, but nobody knows the whole song because that's the only thing that that starts it. I think. Is that on the when you go to the? That's to hilarious. The, it's like when you start a video, that like before each video. Okay, it's like before yeah. each video. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's funny. Like when you're in a room and like if I forget to turn my phone on vibrate and that goes off, the amount of people who like look up and look around versus the yeah. amount of people who have no <laughs> like idea what it is. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a like nice that. like litmus test. Um, but anyway, on that note, Brandon, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This yeah. was this was a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad we could end it on uh, on this note. Yeah. Um, like like most of our episodes, they uh, I guess we spent less time on. Uh... <laughs> you sent me that meme right now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wish I didn't Wait, look show, at it. Right I want to see it. Show. <laughs> show it to us. I'm trying to show end the class. episode. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I gotta send it to Andrew. Um, I'm gonna send it to him as we're uh, as we're wrapping up here. Uh, just so we can get his reaction, and if it sucks, then it's gonna be uh, editing to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll edit it out. I'll just edit yeah, in some laughs. Pretend, yeah, put a laugh track on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but but thank you so much for coming. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you can rest. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to add this in the show notes so people know yeah. what the context is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I thought this was a gun podcast. Aren't we supposed to talk about guns? Yeah, right. Yeah, dude. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Brandon, this is the end. I promise. Thank you so much for coming on. Everyone can go home now. You're free. Really appreciated it. No more. Uh, no more. No nut November memes. And um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. What, what are your plans next? With, oh, uh, I said we were ending. I said we were ending. With me or Black ATX Tactical or just life? I mean, Thanksgiving. Black ATX Tactical. I guess, uh, I don't know. I'm horrible at ending these, man. I'm so fucking sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just want to be, yeah, like, if y'all, whoever's listening, feel free to donate. I have a GoFundMe. Follow the page, Black ATX Tactical. Um, I want to do more events. I want to do more uh, awareness. I want to do, I like doing the gun and medical courses. I like that sort of stuff because I think it's just something oh, yeah. that two skills to be integrated. Um, trying to get more people. Uh, I mean, I want to get more people. Go, I'll go to one in. of your events, man. Yeah, definitely go. go go to event and stuff like that. We I wanted. I just want to get more, uh, more training that sort of stuff. But I need to. Yeah, I need to. Um, what I what I do sometimes if if people reach out and like donate something, I'll I'll try to like put that back into like I've given I've given people safes, you know, it, it, like. That sort of stuff, That's or giving cool. that sort. I mean, I try to do that sort of stuff. I, I mean, do what I can, but I have to. There's just stuff I need to do on my end to, you know, shift focus. Kind of, you know, more. This is like, for example, why I'm doing this podcast right now because I'm like, I need to raise more awareness because it's never going to stop. Because yeah. I think since, for example, since Biden got in office, I think there was a lull, unfortunately, of of gun ownership or the interest. And I've seen that. I'm like, oh, this is this is. It doesn't stop the lifestyle of of self-preservation, self-defense, you know, we need more of it. So, you know, that sort of stuff. So Absolutely. that's why I love that, you know, what a better way to a is doing. 
and that's why I'm always a supporter. Got my patches. I'm gonna have to get a. Sh- I'm gonna have to get another shirt. So I'm gonna have to like just well, represent. You get a free so. shirt for coming on the podcast. Oh fuck yeah! So yeah, hell yeah. Hey. yeah. So so I think it's just cool. Yeah, I just think it's just we just more of it. It's just consistently consistency because it's just you know, um, there's for example, I, there's other interests I follow. Like I'm really into men's style, men's fashion. But I've seen these people that are that do it consistently and then they just blow up and you know, that sort of stuff. So it's gonna be like that spark yeah. of like. So like I've even seen with your your page, I remember it was like fifteen hundred, and then I think it was like three hundred, six hundred. Now it's at seven seventy five hundred or something. Just like it just oh, yeah. something like that getting there. Yeah, I'm like wow, like that's that's like more of that man. So it's like wherever you know, you know, I appreciate your support and wherever I can help, you know, I want to do that too. So one hundred percent. So yeah. Well, one of these days we're uh, we're gonna have to hook up and do something because I'm definitely going out to visit Andrew at some point. And yeah, the, uh, the you're close say. enough. Well, th- what? Is that a collab? As the children say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That would be cool, man. I would, I would. I'm game all day, every day of the yeah. week. Yeah, something like that. Cool, brother. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank cool. you for having having. Uh, yeah, thank you for having us on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, I promise this isn't continuing after this. We're saying goodbye and we're we're hanging. Yeah, up this now. is we're cool. actually living now. Everyone's yeah. going home. All right, man. Th- thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you. Bye. Bye.